The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. Today on Top of the Stretch, we're speaking with Melissa Milligan, a doctor of veterinary medicine. Dr. Milligan, welcome to Top of the Stretch. Thank you very much for having me today. I'm glad we can help give a little more information to the harness racing community. Well, we've done a couple of these, uh, Ask the Veterinarian, and today's subject is going to be ulcers in horses. How big of an issue are ulcers in horses? They're really common, actually. Um, a lot of people think that just because their horse isn't colicky or isn't you know, losing weight that they don't have an ulcer. But a lot of horses out there have ulcers, and they're just either tough enough to hide it for a time until it gets bad enough that they can't, or their performance is just not quite up to par and you can't figure out why, and, and many, many of those horses have ulcers. Research shows that 90% of racehorses and 65% of show horses suffer from gastric ulcers. Why is it so prevalent in these categories? Well, a lot of it stems from the fact that those horses are being trained and housed in a way that is very opposite to what Mother Nature intended. You know, horses in the wild, they eat all the time. They aren't in stalls, and they don't have a stressful lifestyle. Horses that are in training, they travel a lot. Uh, they don't get a lot of turnout, um, if any at all. Uh, very little access to green grass. Um, their routines are changing a lot. You know, they may have different horses next to them any given day. They may be in a different racetrack or a different barn. Uh, they change owners a lot. And those are all big stresses in a horse's life. And anything that stresses a horse to that extent will give them an ulcer. Much like human beings, I guess, uh, exactly. who develop ulcers as well. What yes. causes an ulcer in horses? It's a lot of times multifactorial, but the big one is stress, which we talked about briefly with the change in routine and travel and things like that. Um, it can be as simple as a backyard horse is stressed when their pasture mate either is sold or passes away or all of a sudden they're alone. That can be a stress. Uh, it can be a stress if they're in a normally quiet barn and all of a sudden there's a lot of construction and that is stressful for the horse if they don't like the commotion. Maybe they don't like their next-door neighbor. If they're stall confined all the time, they just do not like the horse next to them. That's a stress. The problem is they can't tell us what a stress is for them. So we have to do a lot of detective work to figure that out sometimes. Other things that can cause ulcers are medications. You know, Butte and Banamine are the two big ones, especially if they're given in a dehydrated horse or a horse that's sick and not eating and drinking well or if they're given at too high a doses, those medications can be pretty harsh on the stomach. Just like a human overdoing it on the Advil or something like that, they can end up getting ulcers. And so just need to be very careful with some of those medications and make sure you're giving them on the advice of your veterinarian. Are there different type of ulcers that affect horses? There's, all the ulcers are the same type, but they're in different locations within the stomach. And that's a really important thing to identify quite early on in the diagnostic process. The ulcers that are at the top portion of the stomach, uh, called the squamous part of the stomach, 
those can heal pretty well. The ones that are down at the bottom of the stomach where it exits into the small intestine, that's called the pylorus. Uh, those ulcers oftentimes are much harder to heal and take a lot longer to heal. So the location within the stomach is really important to identify. What type of symptoms are there related to these ulcers? Uh, horses with ulcers, it can be as mild as not performing as well as you'd like them to perform. Other horses are on the other end of the severity spectrum where they're actually going to be overtly colicky, and they're going to be rolling or pawing, looking at their sides, and visibly uncomfortable. Other horses just lose weight or failure to gain the weight that you want them to, to gain. Other horses have a poor appetite and just kind of pick and choose at their grain. They don't eat it very well. Um, other horses are really girthy and cinchy. You know, you go to tack them up, and as soon as you tighten either the cinch on a saddle or the belly band on your harness, you know, they start to shy away from you and, you know, become real shy about working and not wanting to go. And those can all be signs of ulcers. How are they diagnosed? That is the million-dollar question, and it's really important. Um, you can have these horses with all these signs, but until you perform a gastroscopy where you take a small camera on the end of an endoscope, it's three meters long, go down into their stomach and look and see and actually diagnose where they are in the stomach and how severe they are in each location, um, there's no other way to find out. You have to do that gastroscopy. And knowing for sure what you have and the severity of them is really important before you get started with treatment because that tells you how long you have to treat and with what medications. What is the best treatment for a horse with ulcers? Also a really good and a very important question. Um, there are several different classes of medications that treat ulcers. Uh, the first one is the medications that stop acid production. And there's only one FDA-approved medication for that. It's called GastroGuard. Uh, the other product is called UlcerGuard. They're very similar. And they stop acid from being produced. But in order for that to happen, they have to actually pass through the stomach first and get absorbed in the small intestine. And they are quite expensive, uh, which can be a problem we certainly recommend or recognize as a community that they're expensive, but the reason they're expensive is they have a special coating on them that lets them pass through the stomach and be absorbed so they can actually work. So GastroGuard is the treatment of choice for ulcers. Um, there's a lot of compounded medications out there. That's omeprazole, but they don't have that coating on there. So a lot of people use the much cheaper compounded formulation but don't have the success in treating these horses and they're months later and they're still painful, they're still not performing. So it's really important to treat with GastroGuard initially, right off the bat. Um, the other medication that we use a lot is called sucrophate. And what that does is forms a coating on the ulcer to protect the ulcer from contact with any remaining acid in the stomach, any hay or grain in there, anything that would contact the ulcer and cause it to hurt. That sucrophate forms this gel coating on there to protect it and make the horse much more comfortable while that ulcer heals. Do they need uh, a, a special diet? Sometimes. Um, best thing for horses is to always have food in their stomach. That mimics Mother Nature as best we can. We certainly know that these horses cannot be out on grass all the time, especially those in heavy training. 
So, you know, having a hay bag in front of them all the time, if at all possible, or a nibble net, something where they can always munch and eat, that stimulates the flow of saliva, which is buffering to the stomach. It also, you know, helps that food absorbs any acid that's in the stomach and it keeps it away from the ulcer. So that's important. And also a pelleted diet is really important for grain. Um, avoiding sweet feed will make these horses a lot more comfortable. It's just too rich for their stomachs. And so we, we really try and avoid sweet feed if at all possible. Oats are okay, but they're not nutritionally balanced. So you do have to either mix them with another pelleted diet or use a ration balancer that will provide the proper vitamin and mineral content with oats. But sweet feed is the biggest thing to avoid. What can be done to prevent ulcers? Uh, that's a hard one because first you have to find out why they have ulcers in the first place. And some things you cannot change. You obviously can't change the training routine of a racehorse or the show schedule of a horse that's going to travel all summer showing. So you can't change those things and you can't get them out on green grass and you can't get them out of a stall to graze, then you're looking at medical management of them. So preventing ulcers is very effective with the use of ulcer guard. That's different than UGARD and gut health and all of those others. It's actually ulcer guard. And there are four doses per tube and it's just a single dose per day in the morning, once a day. And if you have a horse in show season, you know, we recommend they're on that all the time during show season. If they're only being shown once a month, for example, and they're only traveling once a month, then we would have you start a few days before traveling throughout the weekend show and then for a few days after they get home. So Ulcer Guard's a very good preventative. Um, the other product that we're finding is very, very useful um, is made by Purina. And it is a pelleted supplement that you put on top of their grain and it's called Purina Outlast. And what Outlast does is increase the pH of the stomach, it buffers the stomach, and it makes it a much healthier stomach. And that can really prevent ulcers from coming back, and it can also help them to heal. So those are the, the two things that we use the most, is Ulcer Guard to prevent and Purina Outlast to help maintain stomach health. How serious can an ulcer be? Um, Really good question. Um, in humans, it's a little different. Um, in humans, you hear about these horror stories with ulcers bleeding and perforating and people dying. You don't see that in horses, all right? Horses can have very mild ulcers all the way to very severe, and they can have bleeding ulcers, but we don't recognize ulcers that perforate through the stomach in horses. Uh, the biggest thing is it, it can cause them to colic significantly, leading to veterinary bills and uh, you know, the horse is out of competition for a while and things. So the sooner you can identify them and get an exact diagnosis of the severity of the ulcer and then start treatment, the better off you're going to be in the long run because you can actually prevent colic by identifying these ulcers early. If a horse has an ulcer, are they prone to getting another ulcer? That is a really common question that we get asked a lot, and the answer is sometimes. It depends on why they have the ulcer. If they have an ulcer because they had medication on a dehydrated stomach, bute, for example, and you've fixed the reason why they needed bute, say they had a laceration or something like that, and you've changed their medications, and then you treat the ulcers, they can stay gone. If you take a stressful horse, 
such as one that's in training, and treat the ulcers, but don't do anything to either change the routine, which is not always feasible, or prevent them with ulcer guard, they can come back. So if you take a stressed horse with ulcers and treat the ulcers and put them right back into that stressed environment without preventative, you're likely to get your ulcers back. So it depends on you know, why they had the ulcers in the first place. Um, sometimes they can recur. Any other advice that you can give horsemen uh, to prevent ulcers? Prevention is the biggest thing, but sometimes it's very difficult to do. So once you are suspicious of an ulcer, the most important thing first is to get a gastroscopy where you actually look in the stomach and see the severity. Because there are some horses that we think have ulcers that don't, and you don't want to treat and spend the money on treatment if it's not going to help. But also, if they do have severe ulcers, we need to know that. We need to know how long to treat for. So getting them scoped and identifying the ulcers is first. Second is using appropriate medications that we know work. And unfortunately, that does end up being costly. But in the long run, it's much more cost-effective to put the money up front treat the horse with the proper medication instead of using a non-authorized or non-approved medication from a compounding pharmacy because you're just delaying it. The horse isn't performing. The horse is hurting. Nobody's happy. It's just better to scope the horse and treat them with the correct medication right off the bat, and they can do much better that way. Well, that's going to wrap up today's podcast on ulcers. And we want to thank uh, Dr. Melissa Milligan of the Equine Specialty Hospital here in the Buckeye State for being our guest today on Top of the Stretch. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association. 